Sorry, flat earthers, but our planet is definitely round. Exactly what lies beneath our feet, however, may still be a mystery. Crust, mantle, and core is what we're taught in grade school, but what if there is enough empty space down there to house an entire race? Maybe even a race of giants. This is Hollow Earth. This is Pseudophiles. This week yeah, from I know. illness. It's pretty rough. I'm still on the mend. On the med? On the mend. Oh, on the mend. I was like, okay. <laughs> Sydney, how about your week? Well, I had a crazy week at work, but today was my day off and I slept in until 2 p.m. That sounds awesome. I wish I could have done that. Stupid work. Stupid job. Stupid money. My weekend is in the very beginning of the week. So I get two business days to take care of actual business while I'm off work. Yeah, that is a nice thing. That is nice. Whenever you have weekends off, which I do really like. Yeah, I, but nobody's open on weekends. Yeah, it's hard to take, like, going to the DMV or yeah. the post office. Really, in this town, no one's open on Mondays either. That's true. But I have Tuesdays. That's why I sleep all day Monday. It's a good time. I just, I just did laundry and research today. So I have a question. Do you think you guys would be able to survive if we if we were living off the barter system, just in everyday life? I mean, this feels like a apocalypse question. I, it does, but I just it came to me, so I wanted to ask. Well, it depends on what your skill is, right? I mean, what kind do you of. have? To, what do you have to just offer? Just to trade, you know, to trade things. True. Yeah. What kind of? What would you trade, Torrance? What would you be your bartering? Well, I don't chip? think that there is going to be a big market for real stupid ass jokes in the post apocalypse. So I you probably never wouldn't do real well. Well, we're not talking post apocalypse. We're talking about if it was today. Oh, if it were today, yeah probably still wouldn't do too well i still don't think there's a good market for stupid ass jokes i'm sure there are i'm a good bartender and i can make coffee for people i'm i can coffee for people i'm halfway handy i can do stuff for people who don't know how to do anything i can clean things i'm really good at cleaning yeah and yeah torrents you could you know fix fix things some things that's about it what would you do nothing i'd die probably and you're good at <laughs> you're probably better at fixing things than I am. No. 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 What? Okay. This is getting <laughs> weird. I don't know. <laughs> I want to go back to my room. All right, bye. Sorry. I'm I'm trying to get in the swing of this. We got a lot of stuff to cover today. I know, Ben, you could offer your seed to people wanting Aryan I could. children. <laughs> I could. Let's just uh I'll go with the Aryan race. Because they, they need more people. <laughs> Ugh, seed. Ugh. <laughs> I just I didn't like the phrase "offer your seed," <laughs> offer like your you're seed. holding it in your hand. 
Just hand it out. Here's my seed. <laughs> Open your hand. Let me give you something. You just wipe it off on their palm. <laughs> Take this. <laughs> Did you hock a loogie in your hand? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so this week we're talking about the hollow earth theory, which not to be confused with flat earth theory. This is a completely different thing. Actually, I would say it might be the opposite. Maybe it's not. just as batshit. Well, I think it has more credence than flat earth theory. Yeah, I feel like this is honestly less... Yeah, I mean, it is true. maybe equally stupid, but less crazy, if well, that makes sense. I mean, the way I see it, and we can get into this later, too, but we really don't know what's underneath the crust. Because the deepest we've ever dug is like, what, five miles, if that. And I, maybe not even close to that. I remember the the that Russian experiment where the, the giant-ass borehole that they... <laughs> I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with that was called. The the Gabba. <laughs> they only made it about I think 2 miles. And that's the deepest hole we've ever dug. So we don't really know a whole lot about what is really under Earth's crust other than hypothesis. No, I think you're right. It sort of goes back to what we said. We kind of know more about our immediate outer atmosphere mm-hmm. than we do our own oceans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I heard a, a scientist on a podcast today say that uh, I think it was Brooks Agnew said that we that the hollow earth theory has just about as much credence as our current model of the earth just because we have no clue because that's how much we know about the center of our earth oh he, of the he entire had, he had, earth he yeah needs. he had he had he had facts on top of that that kind of made sense but you know we really don't know a whole lot but we have at least a lot of uh the guesses that we have, or at least our current right. model, is not stupid. They're based. Like, they're based on observation. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure, but I guess you could say the same thing for thinking that the mm-hmm. Earth was the center of the universe at one point. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah. I just like to have more faith in our current, you know, scientific understanding right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No joke. Yeah, the hollow earth thing. The reason I said it's just as batshit as the flatter thing is because I read some of the theories, and they're mm-hmm. definitely. I think they're the theories I read might be even fringe, even in the hollow earth community. Oh, or some of them might yeah. be a little out there, even for that community. Yeah, though I'm not like entirely familiar with the hollow earth community, but these things that I read were absolutely yeah. well, crazy. I, and I think we're going to touch on a lot of this stuff, but the hollow earth theorists, some of them are, you know, they kind of try to back it up with some pseudoscience or some sort of like observational facts that, you know, maybe be, was taken out of context or what have you. And then there's the others that are like, well, extraterrestrial beings live in the middle of the earth that were here for centuries before us. And they have like all of these, like societal facts of what that universe looks like underneath our crust. And like they draw very, whenever somebody starts talking specifically about science, like stuff that's not proven, right. <laughs> that's whenever I start to have a problem. Yeah. It's when they start extrapolating, but they state yeah. it as fact. Yeah. Right. That makes me crazy. That's what a lot of this, uh, I think hollow earth, why the hollow earth theory sounds and mm-hmm. sounds. And th- I keep listening. <laughs> sounds insane is because it's, uh, it has like whole worlds idealized mm-hmm. that we have no evidence for whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Which I guess I'm getting ahead of myself with the theory. Yeah. How would you describe the hollow earth theory just in a oh, general yeah. so aspect? To give people an overview of what the hollow earth theory is, it's basically almost exactly how it sounds. The earth is hollow. And uh, if you've ever read Jules Verne, Journey to the Center of the Earth, it's a lot like that. 
Um, basically, there's a world underneath the crust. So what that looks like to the pure hollow earth believer is that in the poles of the earth, there are giant openings to which we can travel through that take us to the center of the earth. And uh, some of them have exact models to what those holes look like and all this stuff. And I think it's a little crazy. But anyways, they uh, they believe that uh, there's a lush paradise that's underneath the crust of the earth. And in the center, like our core is actually like the uh, basically the underdweller's sun. It's the inner sun. Yes, yeah, the inner sun. And they live. So this is what gets me to, and we can get. We're gonna get into more of this, but they basically. So we live on the crust of the earth on the on this side, you know, and then they live on the other side of the like directly under our feet, eight hundred miles. Their feet are also touching the ground. They're basically upside down to us, is how they're standing. And they say that gravity is within the crust of the earth. Oh, I missed that. I yeah. didn't realize. I thought that gravity was still at the core. Well, here's how that would work in my. Okay, the guy that I. I uh, read about uh, Rodney Clough, which we're going to talk a lot more about him later. He says that it's in the crust is where gravity is stored because gravity is still a hypothesis. And um, to his best of his knowledge, that's what makes sense is that gravity is in the crust. That's why the people on the inner surface are touching that the cr- are standing on the crust and we're also standing on the crust. So it, I mean, so the way I could see it is if like you got uh, centrifugal force is what's pushing them to the outer edge. Wouldn't that just make us fly off? No, yeah, that's exactly right. Like yeah. that's how they do artificial gravity in in right. space, right? Or do they actually well, do theory. that, or is that just? I don't know if they they haven't actually done it, but okay, it's theorized. I mean, I'm just possible. thinking of science fiction movies I've seen. Yeah. But yeah, they have a spinning you know mm-hmm. arm of a space station mm-hmm. and, and then, that's what that centrifugal force like you're saying is what keeps them but i can't see i have a hard time believing that centrifugal force keeps them grounded and then gravity keeps us grounded so basically they're acting against gravity right and we are acting on gravity like that's what's keeping us you're down. right that's two opposing ideas yeah. exactly so his explanation was well something's grounding us inside the crust in that 800 mile distance but that that separates the outer crust from the inner crust. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, they, uh, that guy Rodney Clough, mm-hmm. um, he talks about polar polar openings that lead into this, like, uh, well, it's apparently where the Garden of Eden is now located. Yeah, he kept referencing the Garden of Eden. Yeah, it's extremely religious, that his mm-hmm. idea of this. Mm-hmm. There's a YouTube video that is about an hour and a half long. If you have the time to watch it, I would check it out. It's an interview with Rodney Clough. If you just just type in YouTube, interview with Rodney Clough, Hollow Earth Theory, it'll pop up. But uh, he talks a lot. At first, he starts out like, okay, I see this guy's kind of coming at this from a scientific angle. And then it's just religion, 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 religion is what his theories yeah. end up piling on top of. Yeah, and it's so mixed in together with uh like you know science fiction uh like flying saucers he claims mm-hmm. that that's where can from these people underneath the earth would that be an intraterrestrial is that how that works i mean that makes sense to me wouldn't intraterrestrial it, it wouldn't I, terrestrial would be us right yeah mm-hmm. and in well, Intra-ter- well extraterrestrial is out of this world and then the intro would be inside i don't know that's what my brain's taking me. i feel like it would just be the same thing just terrestrial when did you say this guy's from or where he's it? from when oh he's uh he the interview i listened to was in the 90s so okay. he's an old guy he is an old man um but i think i don't know if he's still alive but 
I read that he grew up in some colony in like Juarez, Mexico. It was an New American Mexico. colony. I thought it was an American colony in Mexico. Oh, you may be correct. I thought I heard New Mexico, but you may um, be right. I mean, either of us could be right. But anyway, <laughs> he learned about the hollow earth theory from some, I think some travelers or some farmers there where he grew up and then he met his wife and they decided to become hollow earthers and like that's what they've been like preaching for years and years honey mm-hmm. would you like to become a hollow earther with me my yes mm-hmm. dear i would <laughs> but he has this guy rodney clough has his own website called our hollow mm-hmm. and you can check that out it's a very uh, 90s looking website and it's really interesting it just goes like from i mean it starts off talking about the polar openings and sorry mm-hmm. And uh, just like it just immediately goes from crazy to crazier. Like it talks about how there are these openings leading into what the Garden of Eden used to be. It's this mm-hmm. paradise where giants from seven to 15 feet tall live. Yeah, that's what he said. That's and crazy. the lost 10 tribes of Israel fled there. Yeah. He drew scripture. He drew a lot of scripture and tried to tie it into the hollow earth. And mm-hmm. one of those was the, tr- the lost tribes. Yeah. Well, he says they're living there in peace and harmony mm-hmm. and that that is like. God's nation right mm-hmm. now his it's like his political nation mm-hmm. and like there's of course going to be some tribulation here on well here nice. on earth and we like or it's kind of like the rapture or Armageddon in mm-hmm. in the biblical sense that like most Christians believe mm-hmm. where like the meek shall inherit the earth or good people are going to be raptured good people go mm-hmm. to heaven it's that the the worthy are going to be like mm-hmm. taken in flying saucers by these giants and they're going to be taken to the center of the earth when mm-hmm. this like Armageddon happens. Mm-hmm. And they, he even drew, uh, drew some conclusions about how since they were lost at, like he, he drew some timelines out of like, if they were lost at this period in history, then they would be this many thousand years ahead of us technologically. And, supposedly that's why they have like flying saucers and stuff is because they've they're not bogged down by the wars and stuff we have had here on the outer earth yeah they have a peace and harmony and so they've mm -hmm. just been able to so in other words he already had a his own religious belief that he is now applying to this okay hollow earth so he gets he, he does apply his religious beliefs to it but he gets all of this from uh word of mouth testimony of people who claim he may have been there yeah so one guy who visited said that he uh he visited these people that are s- super tall and they told him that uh uh they were asking him about nuclear warfare because it was around world war Two, and that they wouldn't be able to uh, surface and meet with the world unless the nuclear problem was solved it's funny they that they pronounced it nuclear oh shut God. up god dang it i wasn't gonna say anything son of a bitch <laughs> no do say something i need to stop it <laughs> okay but wait no but he met multiple people that yeah there was more than one person that he supposedly had gone down there and i do not recall their names but there were several accounts of people who had who had been to the center of the earth mm-hmm I think there was a father and a son who disappeared in like the 16th, 16th century or something. Mm-hmm. And then they came back. Uh, they had been gone. They had been there for two years and they came back and just regaled everyone with these stories of uh, this like peaceful land underneath the earth and mm-hmm. how there were polar openings and how they accidentally found one. 
Yeah, he basically says that the uh, the opening to the center to the hollow earth is uh at it's 90 miles in diameter, but the uh curvature is so slight that nobody anybody who is going into it wouldn't notice until they saw the sea above their head. Does that make sense? So yeah, like it's it does. A, it's an opening and the ocean is on the crust of both sides. The gravity on both sides is keeping it together, basically sandwiching the earth. And you can sail into the opening and onto the other side. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Super strange. And so he actually, he didn't actually do it, but he funded an expedition to go find it. I did kind of read about this, Mm -hmm. that he was the, I think they described the instigator for an investigation, but he wasn't able to participate. Steve, the guy guy that was manning the nuclear... uh, what was the, the nuclear <laughs> ship that was uh, that was to be manned to go to the opening of the hollow earth? Uh, that guy got cancer and was unable to go. Uh, yeah, unfortunate. Unfortunate. Co- coincidence? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, this guy's theories are yeah, they just kept going with the mm-hmm. uh, with the crazy theories. I mean, you know the. The lost ten tribes of Israel having mm-hmm. migrated there, and then it got into Vikings, uh, that there were lost Viking colonies of Greenland that migrated there, mm-hmm. and um, of course the flying saucers thing, and also apparently there have been a lot of uh, tribes and nations and groups that have escaped to the center of the earth over the centuries because the most recent one that I read of were the German Nazis after World War Two. That escaped oh. there. So the the center of the earth is full of Nazis. Yeah, it's apparently Nazis and the tribes of Israel living in harmony. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> that is a didn't really make sense to combination. me. But okay. uh, and yeah, our planet is actually a prison planet. So apparently, we're like the Australia of you know the oh, universe. Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've only been put here because our ancestors did something wrong. Mm, so we should be in the center of the earth, yes. but we're not because we're yes. sinners. Yes, which I think is parallel to the Adam and Eve thing of like, we should have inherited this perfect earth. And since Adam fucked uh, up, Adam and Eve fucked up, maybe God just moved it to the center of the earth and that's where the good people are living now. Or less, that's where Garden of Eden is and they were kicked out of the garden. True. You know, could be that perspective. Why were they giant though? I don't know. And he kind of... <laughs> So he did. He told the story in this interview, um, and he had described his church. One of the church leaders from 150 years before him uh, was riding his horse in New in New Mexico or something. He said he was riding his horse, and uh, a giant hairy man, basically looked like a Bigfoot, walked up next to him and uh, said that he could. He was <laughs> he'd been around. For he said his name was Cain and he'd been around for oh, wow yeah as long as he could as, he can't even remember when he didn't exist he's tried to die he, could, he can't kill himself and he's just been wandering the earth right so that's what he's Bigfoot been is cursed right that's what Bigfoot is and uh, he was a giant man and if that and if Adam and Eve were his father or father and mother then then they would also be giant so that's why he says that they're all giant damn yeah. That does go back to a lot of young Earth creationists believe that Adam and Eve and everyone during that time before the flood were giants. 
Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that? We yeah, have talked yeah, about yeah. Because we've bit. talked about the the bubble. The bu- yeah, exactly. The mm-hmm. firmament above the earth. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that collapsed. We've talked yeah. about Nephilim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which Nephilim is different from the yeah, Earth it is different. But, but don't they the, both, those are both explanations for why there were giants? But don't the ancient bones that we have found indicate that humans were much smaller before now? Uh, yeah, um, it's it, like the archaeological evidence doesn't doesn't line up like uh, genetic uh representation of what people around jesus time were showed people be pretty short like mm-hmm. you can have sort of like a general idea of what jesus looked like just based off of his genetics and where he was from right right and he would have been pretty short and just a small looking dude small looking average looking dude probably not white definitely not white although i recently got in a Twitter argument with somebody really trying to convince me that Jesus was white and had red hair. <laughs> Didn't he? <laughs> Kidding. Well, yeah. their their argument was that David had red hair and he was from the line of David mm. and so he had which I don't think there's any evidence that David had red hair either. I'm not really yeah. sure where that comes from. He did, did he quote the scripture? They did. Uh they said that there's a scripture that calls him ruddy which they interpret as having red hair. Which I'm pretty sure ruddy just means that's a complexion. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's a complexion right? thing. Yeah, when I yeah. think of a kid named Rudy, I think of a redhead <laughs> kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like you have to be a ginger to be named Rudy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I agree, to be completely honest. <laughs> but, so... The Hollow Earth theory pops up in pop culture Journey of the Center of the Earth. That's kind of that was eighteen what sixty four when that was originally uh, yeah or eighteen sixty something yeah and uh, from there we have the movie adaptation. There's and, several yeah yeah and that wasn't even the first uh, literal uh, representation of it. There was a few other things that existed before that that had mm-hmm. or in fiction or literature where people journeyed to the center of the earth or where that was an idea there was also mm-hmm. a jennifer lopez movie called core oh i saw that movie was that that was jennifer lopez right i can't remember no jennifer that lopez wasn't jennifer was lopez that. that was hillary swank that was when the those earth... are very different i know people. <laughs> those are very different yes <laughs> but that's when okay the... i got it mixed up with cell because j-lo is in cell with vincent uh... d'onofrio yeah, core. What's core? What core is the one core? where the Earth stops spinning and it loses its magnetic field. Yeah, the ozone just completely goes mm-hmm. away. People just start frying. And they have Earth to just stop spinning. Yeah, yeah, they have to go down and fix it by Wait. by unleashing a nuke in the core of the Earth. That's why it's called core. And apparently, it restarts it. Yeah. Does it explain why it stops? Like, do they not understand space and I th- momentum? I and- think they tried to, but I don't know. <laughs> I, okay, actually, I heard a really interesting theory today. You might appreciate this. That, well, uh, <laughs> well that the uh, so we have actual evidence, uh, geographical evidence that the poles have shifted about every yeah. so hundred mm-hmm. so many hundred thousand years, right? right? And they say, you know, we've all heard in ancient stories and stuff, the day this, the Earth stood still, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, there's a 1950s movie. Right, there's a 1950s movie, but that's also in some ancient lore. Um, they say that the possib- the reason that could potentially happen is if a ter- an extraterrestrial body passed close enough to Earth where its magnetic field overcome Earth 
and it would make it stop for a moment. It had to be at the right distance. So it would a wandering planet that would basically. blow. Planet X or whatever. <laughs> right. Nibiru. Exactly. Oh, yeah, we missed out on that. I was real disappointed that the world didn't end. <laughs> I know, right? Was that a few weeks ago? Was that a few weeks ago? Yeah. I, it was this year. I don't remember. It was just a few weeks ago. Uh, Everyone was thinking the world was going to end on know. some Saturday, there right? Was, you know, we get something like every other weekend. We're just <laughs> bored by it now. Like, you guys go through Bentonville. There's a dude. Every day I got off work for about a week, he stood outside the uh, the Walmart and with a sign that said, Google Planet X. Yeah, they also graffitied that on the overpass of 412 and uh, 59, or 49. And I could be honest, I Google Planet X, their SEO was bad because they didn't have any good <laughs> content. <laughs> wasn't the first thing that popped up. It, I had to look a little bit. Planet X sounds like that's probably like you get it through a couple bands maybe first yeah. and it took me to yeah it took me to some bands it took me to some uh, some gyms you know <laughs> there was always someone holding up some end of the world sign in bentonville just a crazy looking man yeah holding this? up the end is near like literally someone had at the end is near sign one yeah. time he just is always the same guy that i see and he has like a uh it's bike probably with the same like guy a, like one of those those thin helmets i don't know what they're called thin <laughs> the biker helmets um, but anyways, so what else besides Journey to the Center of the Earth in recent pop culture is there that's... Oh, I was wanted to get back... Hollow Earth. Doesn't make sense. I've never seen Core. It was kind of suspenseful. It was freaky. I, I mean, it's been over a decade since I've seen it. That's why I thought it was J-Lo. Yeah. I just remember there was one scene where they're in the mantle and they find this cave just full of diamonds and it looks really cool. Oh, yeah. And they're, and they're all in these, like, compression suits so that they can sustain the heat. And uh, a like a stalactite of diamond falls through this guy's helmet right through his head. Oh shit! Like, oh yeah, that was kind of, that was kind of freaky as a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I don't want to watch this movie now. Yeah, you'd probably enjoy it, but it's ridiculous. I think it'd be fun as a bad movie night. Oh it hell be a yeah, bad movie okay. night material. I would love that. Yeah, there's a few Journey to the Center of the Earth movies. Uh, there's one that I watched that was made in, I think, the 60s that was somewhat close to the source material, except instead of it being a crazy doctor and his son, or maybe it was his nephew named Axel and uh, a guide named Hans, it, he also brought lo- along... <laughs> Axel and Hans. Yeah, Axel and Hans were two of the characters in it. <laughs> Uh, like it, it. They also brought along women in the movie. Oh so. my god! <laughs> Who invited them? <laughs> and uh, it it kind of stuck close to to it. They they interpret some Nordic runes to get down. Like it leads them to a passage that's on a certain volcano, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they find it and they can go down there and get to the center of the earth, which is the note that was left behind. Mm-hmm. And it has, it's a deep passage. They find a couple layers and they get, you know, to the point where they find prehistoric peoples and prehistoric animals and uh, just a whole other ecosystem below the layer of the earth. It also has the idea of uh, interior suns, which I don't know if either of you guys read about that with what you were the interior suns yeah yeah we uh well i read about the inner sun and how that's, that's oh yeah you said the, inner sun earlier mm-hmm. the form of light that but it was just gets. one sun yeah, yeah they s- they say that it's uh what three thousand three thousand miles 
uh, above the inner crust surface, and it has like a diameter. I can't remember what the diameter was. It was like uh, I'm just gonna screw it up if I try to guess. But it was, it was ridiculously close. Three thousand right. miles is not that far. I mean, if you consider how yeah. far away the sun is to us, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Like, it's a complete misunderstanding of what the sun or mm-hmm. a star is. And currently, the hypothesis is that the core of our of Earth is that's an our Earth, like there's any other one. Um, you don't know. <laughs> like the core of the Earth, core of our planet is approximately the heat of the sun. Oh, really? Yeah, that's actual science. Yeah, it's that's actual okay. science. It's not made up. I believe I've heard that. Yeah. Well, so there was like a. So I think this year is when they made the discovery. Like they had assumed that based off of some calculations that it was the same um, temperature as the sun. And then I can't remember. At one point they thought it was quite cooler. Butch threw off all of their other calculations. Now they're back to it. That was just nonsense that I just said. Anyways. I don't like living on top of a ball of fire. I don't know about you guys. I think it's kind of cool. But also if you just think about the fact that we're on a speck of rock that's hurling through space yeah and I, the vast infinity of the rest of the world with other specks of dirt just flying around mm-hmm. yeah just don't think about it as i well. mean every yeah. now and then you know i like to go outside and look at the stars at night and like i'm always looking up like i'll be like oh shooting star and torrance is like what where because i'm literally always looking up if i'm standing outside at night i'm looking up and every time i look up i think about how small we are, mm-hmm. like how tiny it's hard not we to are really look up. in comparison to everything. And mm-hmm. I think about creation and God and things like that. Like I just get really, really deep and most of the time depressed. <laughs> right. So do you, do you guys ever read about Shambhala Bless you. in history classes? It's, it, a, it's a Hinduistic belief. No. It's supposed I've to be never like, heard of that. It's supposed it to be like, like paradise and it's similar. They... A lot of people who believe in Hollow Earth draw parallels. Like Shangri-La? It actually, if it's uh, it's inside the Earth? That is at least what Hollow Earth people would say. Well, I think that that's also related to the idea of Shangri-La, is that it's inside the Earth. Yeah, isn't okay. it? Yeah. It might be. And Sydney, I think you and I were just looking at that not too long ago. Yeah. Because we were, we were playing Far Cry. Yeah, we were playing Far Cry 4, and I looked up Shangri-La because there's a, mm-hmm. it's the fictional account of it in that game. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason I brought it up was because uh, Rodney Clough believes that uh, there's also an entrance to the hollow earth in Tibet. Oh, really? Yeah, behind a waterfall. And at some point, their uh, their elders have believed that uh, somebody from the... Would you say underworld? I don't know what you what would you would call it. Underworld sounds, it sounds sinister. Like, it does yeah. sound sinister. It was, this is th- like a paradise. I think in most... Um, like ancient mythologies, there is an underworld that isn't necessarily that's true. Like when we were bad, talking about, right? Yeah, we Hades were talking wasn't about Hades. Necessarily bad. It was just the afterlife. Yeah, which Hades already in itself has a bad stigma. It does. Like it's a, just a generally bad place. Uh, but they were basically saying that their elders believe that at one point in time, somebody from uh, the Hollow Earth came and visited them, and I forget. I don't remember what he said, but. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That ba- I'm just t- I'm just tying what Rodney Rodney Clough ties to Shambhala. Going back to pop culture, there was a one connection that I made uh, about this that goes way back. You know, mm-hmm. we have Journey to the Center of the Earth, which was what you said, 1860 something. Yeah. But way before that, and this is not really necessarily a theory about there being a world under the world necessarily, but 
are you guys familiar with Dante's Inferno? I'm yeah. familiar with that. Yes, yeah, of course. So that doesn't necessarily place take place on Earth, I don't believe, uh, but it does take place on a planet. And it, essentially, so you're right. You guys are probably familiar with the ideas of the different circles of hell, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that, the whenever I read it or whenever I heard about, it, I pictured different. Oh, oh my god! Oh, that, that sucks. I'm worst. sorry. You just gave us all sneeze blue balls. <laughs> yes. yeah, no, it's never going to come back. I just didn't sneeze. I was trying to sneeze and I didn't sneeze. It's the worst feeling of all time. I, whenever my idea of the circles of hell were concentric rings on a 2D plane. If if you know what I, you know what I mean. No. 2D. Yeah, like I know what you're talking number about. Number two, yeah. the layer D. Oh, 2D. Two dimensional. You're saying 2D. 2D on a 2D plane. <laughs> like a farty plane. Just a, a brown cloud. No, that's one of the rings of hell. It's a 2D plane. <laughs> no, I was picturing it on a singular field. If, if you can... Like a two-dimensional picture. field. Yes. Okay. I didn't want to say 2D again. Okay. <laughs> you can say dimensional. <laughs> Why didn't you just say 2D? God damn it. Yeah. Torrance. You're saying 2D. <laughs> 2D. 2D. Not That's 2D. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Am I right? Was he saying it weird? Ben knew what I, I was I saying. I knew what he was talking about. I had about, no idea what you were saying. I, I get both your perspectives. Anyways, continue. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what was my point? Okay, yeah. So <laughs> the and that's the podcast. <laughs> anyway, the circles of hell were on a singular two-dimensional plane. Okay, and uh, th- that's what I thought. I didn't realize that it was actually more of a uh, three-dimensional plane. In other words, it was a sphere, and they were descending down through oh. the different rings of hell. I see. Wherever they got to the center of hell is where they found Satan himself in a layer of stuck in a layer of ice, and Satan was this great furry beast, and in his mouth were, I think he was chewing like he was chewing Babies. three people. Okay. No, not he was chewing Judas and a couple other uh, blasphemers or something. Okay chewing them in his mouth and it was you know it's all symbolic and whatever mm-hmm. but and uh, uh dante is being guided by um virgil i think and uh so they get to the center and he's like okay we're gonna go back up now and to go back up they approach satan they go to where he's being trapped he's being trapped like at his midriff in the ice and they reach down and they grab onto satan's fur and climb, start climbing down, like in between mm-hmm. him and the crack in the ice, and then and they crack. start climbing up the uh, like down and up the other side because it's a sphere. Yeah, and which I thought when we're talking about this, you know, journey to the center of the earth thing, this hollow earth thing, mm-hmm. that they had this idea of a sphere and a world underneath it. And you could actually go all the way down and pass through to the other side of the world because that's what happens. in that is they crawl, you know, through Mm -hmm. the center Mm -hmm. through past Satan on the other side and go back up the other side of hell basically Mm -hmm. and go back up to, you know, uh, to get to paradise 
what's before paradise? Where do the unbaptized babies go? Purgatory. Uh, pur- yeah, purgatory. Yeah, and then paradise. Yeah, mm-hmm. talk about going from hell and back. Yeah. Well, it's mm-hmm. really interesting. It's a. <laughs> was that a a rim shot? That was a rim shot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was just saying that that idea of get, being able to go down to the center of something and back out the other side kind of existed way, way mm-hmm. before that, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. That might yeah. be the first instance of that spherical idea of the world represented yeah. in literature in that way. Part of the Rodney Clough interview was <laughs> that was kind of interesting. Was he, you know, he kept trying to tie everything to spirituality and like you know, uh, uh, the soul is the living part of the human body and the inner earth is the living part of earth and that's where its spirit resides and that's where heaven and hell is and all this stuff and I don't know it d- it didn't quite make a lot of sense because he was first talking about these great like this paradise, the civilization that lived that seemed to be, you know, humanoid and uh, all this stuff. But then he started talking about hell also residing in there and just a lot of a lot of weird things. Anyways, sorry. Well, no. I mean, it's interesting <laughs> to think about, especially when you're talking about any sort of Judeo-Christian belief. Yeah. It's the archetype, or at least the idea, is usually hell or... High water. <laughs> yeah. You know, the or Sheol or whatever is down and mm-hmm. heaven is up. That's mm-hmm. sort of the, the archetypical mm-hmm. concept of both of those. Mm-hmm. So it's strange to think that heaven would be down, at least in his mm-hmm. belief. Yeah. Well, he, I can't remember what verse he was quoting, but he was talking about, um, I think it had to do with Lazarus, but that uh, <laughs> heaven and hell are separated by a gulf, a giant gulf, and he kept referencing that scripture. I could, I don't remember where he said that was, but uh, that they are roughly in the same universe, but it's, the gulf is so vast that they can't cross between. Yeah, I usually take squeeze one. I usually out. take a shit at work. I used to have a bit. on an old iPhone that I had. I would ha- I had a poop timer. Do you guys ever have that? I've never <laughs> had, had a poop, poop timer, timer app? Where you put in how much you make (laughs) and you time your shits at work so find out how much you got paid pooping. That's awesome. That's amazing. How much money did you make in a year pooping? I I didn't do it for a full year, but... What was your poop salary is what I'm asking. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like that rhyme. I make a... What was it? I make... Boss makes a dollar. I make a dime. Yeah, that's why I poop on on company company time. time. (laughs) That's that's beautiful. It's poetry. Um, So, anyways, getting back to what we were talking about. So, Cindy, you were wanting to talk about uh, the yeah, there was science. There was something that Rodney Clough said in an interview Mm -hmm. that I watched on YouTube that. he said, you know, uh, the Earth, like uh, the scientists or seismologists or whatever will say that the Earth rings like a bell when an earthquake happens. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, the only reason that that would happen is if it was hollow, because mm-hmm. bells are hollow. Because it rings like a bell. And yeah, and it reminded me of uh, late last year, early this year, uh, I was doing research on the hollow moon theory. Mm-hmm. And David Icke came up in that and he mm-hmm. was a english footballer turned sportscaster turned conspiracy if you theorist. want a good like 30 minutes of laughs go look up some david ike videos on youtube yeah it's really fascinating he's a real asshole too yep and um but he has the hollow moon theory the spaceship moon theory is what he calls it and it's really mm-hmm. obviously very similar uh mm-hmm. 
I mean, because the moon is just, it's the Earth's satellite. And mm. uh, he's, he used that same argument as that uh, they said that the, the moon rang like a bell whenever something like slammed into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, yeah, the only way that could be described or explained is because it's hollow, you know, and he had all these like, of course, mm-hmm. he goes into like the lizard people or mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember what their like their actual name is, but they're the people that uh, infiltrate all the famous people and the powerful people on our planet. But they're actually like extraterrestrial lizard people, right? Mm-hmm. And they're living in the skin of humans and taking over the world, mm. right under our noses. They probably are. Let's be real. Were they not just called the rept- reptilians? The reptilian race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Lizard people is more fun to say. It is. It's fun to call people that. <laughs> lizard, lizard person. <laughs> That sounds like a like they hatched out of an egg. That's what my mom would say. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I think he hatched out of an egg somewhere. <laughs> was, wait, didn't they have a uh, like a, a a name of their race? Like, what was their race name? Was it like a it? draconian? Draconian. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Wasn't that like Skyrim? Isn't that what the lizard people in Skyrim are? Are they called? draconians? No, that's a uh, the oh god damn it! You made me forget by asking. They're the Khajiit. Mm-hmm. Khajiit the. They're the, they can Dark breathe elves, underwater. Wood elves. They are immune to. I think they can breathe underwater I'm and sure are immune the, to disease, which makes them an awesome character to play as. I'm sure that Maria from the Misfits Book Club, Misfit Book Club, could help us with that mm-hmm. because uh, she commented on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Maria. Yeah, <laughs> and Pixie. But uh, so that I thought another th- it. <laughs> 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 but so there are there is a lot of mystery revolving around the moon we 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 can cut this out but we tried to do an episode about the moon twice now <laughs> we have, still haven't successfully done it argonian okay there you draconian, go argonian that was close yes, that it's kind of the close. same thing but I, th- I always thought an interesting thing is you know people w- one of the theories i've heard about the moon is that it's a fragmented part of earth yeah, what, that, that yeah. seems like a crazy theory. It is a crazy Wouldn't theory. Wouldn't there be a chunk missing? Yeah, I mean, unless it like eroded with erosion over, time. over millions of years. But, but uh, that would have meant that the Earth had to be a lot huger before Well, the hand, right? Well, it turns out that the proof against that is more obvious than we would think. The composition of the moon is... Uh, has a lot of titanium and aluminum, whereas the Earth is mostly nickel and iron. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't match up. That so was one it, of the things that I read in my research mm-hmm. for that episode that never got aired. Mm-hmm. Um, was uh, that's that was a, a big theory that was kind of as accepted in the scientific community as the other theories about the moon mm-hmm. for a while. But then it was that was the one thing that is kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. this this can't be from the same mm-hmm. uh, celestial body. Mm. Yeah, so it's kind of a mystery as to how the moon got there, where it came from, all that. It is. That's so bizarre mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's still a mystery. Mm-hmm. So the idea was that it rang like a bell. Is Right. So when earthquakes happen, uh, Rodney Clough suggests that it's, it rings like... So guys, seismologists, what you call them, they, they uh, document that there's a frequency to an earthquake mm-hmm. that would be parallel to a bell ringing so my thought about that is that 
So what would make a, a bell ring or a, a ball ring is if it if you if it were hollow, mm-hmm. that would make it ring. Mm-hmm. If you had the same ball but filled it with a liquid, would that not also ring? Uh, I because I mean it's a it would be a fluid just like air. I don't know. I mean the reason I ask is because we're supposed to be we're supposed to have a magma core. Which right. would be a liquid? Mm-hmm. Would that account for the ringing that we're thinking of? We should have done this experiment before. We should have, but I don't think. I honestly don't think it does. I don't think it does ring if it's if there's a magma core. We should have done this. Well, I though. mean, it's not all. I mean, the Earth is not all completely a solid. I mean, we have the tectonic plates that shift. Mm-hmm. Right. So obviously, there's going to be some. Mm-hmm. You know, in between there, mm-hmm. whether it be air or just empty space or whatever yeah. you would call it. But I, I mean, you know, the fact that I mean, to think that the entire Earth is hollow, mm-hmm. wouldn't it just fall in on itself eventually? So I heard an interesting theory and, uh, and maybe and like if it was, it might fall in on itself. I would think so. But I heard an interesting theory from a hollow Earth believer. Uh, his name was his name is Brooke Agnew, I believe. Sorry, A-G-N-E-U-N-E-W. Yeah, it's Agnew. Agnew. And uh, he says that um, to explain, because, you know, tectonic theory is still a theory. I mean, we, mm-hmm. it's pretty well observed. I mean, everything but, you know, is still, it's still a theory. still a theory. But we have but theories that are more accepted right. than others. And so he suggests that, he's, and I don't know where he drew this evidence from, but he says, like, if you took a core sample from the, uh, bottom of the ocean, it shows as a newer material than that taking on taken on like a mountain, suggesting that the tectonic plates as they pull apart new or like Earth is being formed between the tectonic plates, oh. meaning that the Earth at one point may have been solid and it's just expanding into like a bubble effect now being hollow. Hmm. And that, that's what he suggests. That makes sense. I, I mean, mm-hmm. think about... Uh, I... I'm talking out of my ass here. <laughs> Again. Mm-hmm. When you think about... We well, should post Graham's <laughs> talking out Yeah, Those are good. Shout out to Graham Scoville. Yeah, keep them coming. I like it. Some really great pieces of art, I'll call it. Yeah. I really I really <laughs> think we art. should post that on our website. We're going We're going to do something with it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, once we figure out what... Uh, but... Shoot, what was I just talking about? Uh, the Earth expanding into a bubble. Yeah, whenever we think about stars, stars are always the older the star is, the bigger it is, mm-hmm. or I mean, the more it ex- expands until it uh, collapses in on itself because it's become so large that it can mm-hmm. no longer support itself. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes sense with if you apply that to a planet. Why wouldn't that? Mm-hmm. With the idea of a big bang, if that's what we're going back to, exploding, throwing out everything out there in the universe forever eternally expanding outwards everything in it would also expand outwards right every mm-hmm. planet has somebody mm-hmm. come up with this yet did i just become a genius you're a genius do I need to write Torrance. a paper about you do you this is your abstract go <laughs> no i'm sure this is something people are already talking about <laughs> but i wonder i don't what, i don't know if the actual bodies themselves if the rocks themselves would keep expanding. I mean, yes, everything, like, they themselves would be moving outward from everything mm-hmm. else because of this, like, explosion that keeps expanding everything outward. I mean, it's been practically proven that our universe is expanding. Right. And so, but I don't know, like, why 
the bodies themselves would be expanding also. Like, wouldn't it just be everything within this thing expanding outwards from one another? I would... Instead of they themselves? I would agree, if not for what happens to stars. But, of course, those are different properties, so... It's a... Yeah, I mean, it sounds like the same concept, but I don't... I don't think that the two are necessarily related. No, probably not. Yeah, like I, I mean, said, just I was my opinion. But my as <laughs> well, we both are. You know, we're just having a conversation yeah, here. Yeah. Like <laughs> neither of us is probably right. Sure, but as for the Hollow Earth like explanations, that one makes more sense than the the Rodney Clough explanation. So I like it, that's kind of expanding. Oh, you mean word. that the lost tribes of Israel are living in peace and harmony exactly. under there, and they're fifteen exactly. feet tall? Exactly. Yeah, anything <laughs> makes more sense than that. Exactly. But what if he's right? That the Earth's exp- uh, Rodney Clough is right? right? Well, then we're not going to be on those spaceships that take woke. us to the middle of the Earth <laughs> because we're not. Well, that's fine. Apparently, they're easy to find, so we'll just go yeah. down there ourselves. <laughs> the government has replicas, so you might actually want to stay away from them because they might try to probe you. Mm. But probes. I'm not into that. Yeah. <laughs> there was another theory that I read that was uh, concave hollow earth, um, which means that we ourselves are already living within a hollow Ooh. earth or yeah, a hollow spherical world where our, wherein our universe lies. And this may cater to the flat earthers that believe there's a dome over our heads. Mm. I kind of like that idea. That's a concave flat earth. Yeah. Or con- not flat earth, concave earth. That we're like the second level, we're not on the top level. Yeah. Like we just think that we're outside. I'm curious as to... What if we're just like bottom tier, the dumb, dirt ass dipshits? <laughs> 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 we're at the very center. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, how would you explain like uh, the sky and all that in that theory? Like it's a mirror basically that surrounds well, us that reflects the ocean. How would you explain any of this other Hollow Earth shit where no, they I'm have just, their own suns? Yeah. They still have their explanations though, you know? <laughs> it reminded me. I've, it's not the same thing, but reading that reminded me of the simulation theory. Oh, yeah. Of oh. how, you know, we're, all, we're just a creation of some other race or some yeah. other universe. Like we're just a speck within like the Horton Hears mm. a Who thing. Yeah. <laughs> or that we're Rick just... and Morty episode. We're just pixels oh in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, speaking of simulation theory, just kind of parallel to that. That's a pun. Anyways, we'll get to that. Parallel universe <laughs> theory is uh, some people believe that there's a portal on the polar ends of the earth, and it's actually a parallel universe you're stepping into and not the actual hollow I earth. read the portal theory. Yeah. I like that. I prefer that. It makes more It would sense. make more <laughs> sense than having a mini sun. Uh-huh you know, inside of our Earth. But yeah, because of like Torrance was saying, how far away our own sun is, that yeah. couldn't be sustainable for any life under there. Right. Right. Unless it's, if it were, if there were another sun, it'd have to be something completely different mm-hmm. from an actual star. Yeah, well, it, what Rodney Clough says is that it's the perfect temperature for the people living of on the inner crust is. of it the Earth to for them to survive. <laughs> and that tree, okay, this is another thing. I was like, this is completely counter to what you just told me. Trees are a thousand feet tall under there because everything grows bigger. Yeah, and there are apples as big as your head. Apples as big as mm-hmm. your head. And if the trees are a thousand feet tall, they're now a thousand feet closer to the three thousand feet difference you know, that they are <laughs> to the inner core of the sun. When the tops of those trees just burn up. Now their sun is the perfect temperature, Ben. Yeah, but... I think if you just applied simple ratios to... It's not the same thing. You're not supposed to do that. My bad. Excuse me. I do like the idea of an apple as big as my head. 
What if we had? Like, I'd rather have a peach as big as my head. I'm I want sure like a, oh, yeah. I want sure a James and the Giant Peach situation where yes. I just like move inside of a peach and live there with uh, Jane Leaves and Susan Sarandon. Yes, as spiders and. No, I don't want. This got real weird. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to live with a. Giant I want to hear about your spider. Jane Leaves spider fantasy. Jane Leaves was not the spider. I haven't she seen was, the movie. She was the ladybug, oh, and okay. Susan Sarandon was the spider. Well, those both See, make sense. Their voices <laughs> very much matched their roles. Uh. <laughs> that kind of goes back to talking about like in the Bible when it was like the in the land of Canaan. They had the the grapes that were huge. Mm-hmm. I bet they have grapes on at the Hollow Earth that are huge too. Yeah. Well, going back to Journey of the Center of the Earth, they had uh, uh, mushroom trees that were, you know. Oh yeah. Trees the size of mushrooms. I was talking about that uh-huh. before. Whenever I watched the movie, they came across those trees the size of mushrooms. No, Take mushrooms the size of trees. I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I just wanted to correct that for our listeners. <laughs> Nuclear. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I I was defending you. Now I can't anymore. Right. <laughs> Uncalled for. You're right. You'll really bad now. <laughs> Dick. Anyway, but the Son uh, of a bitch. in the movie they find these uh, mushroom trees, and they're the women in the group were talking about the food that they're going to make out of it, and they're like, "We're going to have. We can have mushroom steak, mushroom." <laughs> God damn it. Mushroom steak. He's turning into a woman who's talking about it. I was like, we can have mushroom steak. I'm not going to lie. A giant tree mushroom steak. Doesn't that sound awesome? Yeah. That sounds great. Mm. What else could you do with that? I don't know. Mushroom steak sounds like the best thing. Yeah. How would you prepare a mushroom tree, Sydney? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would get my lumberjack husband to chop it down, first of all. All right, find your lumberjack husband first. And then with his chainsaw and his flannel, he would <laughs> uh, he would cut it up okay. into, you know, he would get like the back straps out of it mm-hmm. and <laughs> and the uh, like the shoulder flank and mm-hmm. everything. And, and I don't w- forget all the Nazis that are in there. There's got to be some Nazis in that tree. True. Yeah. Well, we would just bop them on the head okay. and they'd be dead. That's, it rhymes. So it, it must be rhyme. true. That was my Dr. Seuss moment. <laughs> I like it. But Love and then head. I would and then I would grind up the you know the the more tough parts of it. Mm-hmm. We would have mushroom ground beef. Oh yeah. And then mushroom kebab, mushroom. Mu- yes, we would just. I was trying to do it. Be a like the shr- gump, it'd be like the shrimp it. guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that sounds so good. Mm-hmm. I want a mushroom steak now. I want a mushroom kebab. I want a mushroom tree. When I mean, this to be happen? fair, we can have a mushroom kebab now and a mushroom steak. We could. They're just not as big. Let's do some mushroom kebabs later this week. Anyways, All right. Let's I'm down for that. You can grill out again. Yeah. But, so, what else? So, mushroom tree, that was a journey to the center of the earth, was the mushroom trees. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, and... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going somewhere with that. No, I wasn't going anywhere. I was just trying to continue where we <laughs> left off. We're talking about, I think, just the different theories of like the concave hollow earth. Oh, and, right, 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 right. And, and then we were talking about like the parallel universe. Yeah, because I type theory. that reading that reminded me of the mm-hmm. well, the simulation theory more than yeah. parallel, but which that's still like one of my favorite theories to talk about. It's really is the simulation theory. Yeah. And I'm not going to get into it right now because <laughs> I could talk for hours about that. Yeah, I think the parallel universe theory makes. Maybe some more sense. 
the Hollow Earth theory. I mean, the it's that's tied with the expanding bubble Earth. Yeah, I I mean I have always been really interested in the parallel universe theory. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually remember when I was in the ninth grade, uh, my English teacher for she wanted us to write a three page report on something, and she was like, "You tell me what you want to do, and I'll approve it, and then you can write it. It's whatever you want to write it on." Mm-hmm. And so I brought up that I wanted to do parallel universes. And she reacted so weirdly to it. <laughs> she was like, oh, okay, is that what you want to do? Like, she acted like I was weird. What mm-hmm. a shitty teacher. And so I changed it to the history of punk music. <laughs> That's still pretty awesome. <laughs> it was a good paper, but I wanted to write about parallel universes. What teacher, like, some kid brings them some kick-ass, like, scientific theory paper, and they're like, uh are you sure that was exactly how she reacted she was like oh really oh uh like she made me feel well i was already a really extremely self-conscious kid Mm -hmm. and so it made me like really embarrassed and self-conscious i I was like i'm gonna do the history of punk rock and roll if you want to be a dork i guess you can write (laughs) that's how it made me feel i was like thanks for your encouragement so i was wrong earlier when i said the deepest that we had drove was two miles how long do you think it is the five miles Five miles towards. Um, I think five hundred. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what I don't know. <laughs> and I could walk. That's, that's why I was starting to go for it. Yeah. No, that was a terrible, weren't. terrible joke. <laughs> uh, I don't know actually, but I do have something to say about this. You I'm going to guess, guess first. I'm going to guess. Wait, how deep is Hurry the Hurry Mar- up. <laughs> how deep is what? <laughs> the Mariana Trench. Deep. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to guess we've only dug like 12. 12. You all, you're both wrong. It's 7.6, about 8 miles. That's the deepest we've dug. It's the So we were between. You were between. So it's the Kola Super Deep Borehole. <laughs> That's what it's called. The Soviet Union did that call in your mom. 1970. That was the last experiment we've tried to dig that deep. And now all that remains is just a cap. Where the So underneath that cap, that's just like a like a one-foot diameter around I mean, that you can stand on top of. There's like a giant massive structure. Wait, underneath. it's just one-foot diameter? Well, that's like the, the cap that all you can see of the, the borehole now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did anything come out of that? Um, some interesting finds came out of that. Uh, there were some substances that they discovered deeper than they had expected. So I can't remember which which ores that they ha- they were surprised about, but there were some archaeological or you know what's the study of rocks? <laughs> geology. Geology. There's some ge- geological findings. Um, I don't know, Ben. You might be familiar with this. Uh, did you ever have like a hell night with your evangelical upbringing? The fuck? A hell night? Uh huh. Like, uh, describe it. It was basically to s- like, scare you into being a Christian. Okay, so like fire brimstone preachers. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, one of the things that I remember saying was, I'm pretty sure they were talking about this thing that you're talking about. This mm-hmm. the deepest we've ever dug. Mm-hmm. Uh, except it was all bullshit. They were just lying to us. Where they're like, they dug this far down, and they got recordings from it. Oh, and my God. There, there are people who say they did, but it's it's not. No, of it's course crap. it's not. It's, it's bullshit. It's crap. 
the and they got recordings and it's like no, no, screaming and torturous sounds and <laughs> holy shit! And it's like we recorded hell. And Actually, if you want to hear something kind of terrifying, look up recordings of uh, oh, where is it? Jupiter. The kind of it, it kind of sounds like screaming. It's kind of freaky sounding. Really? Yeah. There. Have you ever read about the like? There are different like frequencies that nobody can explain. Like, well, there was that one, uh, the bloop. You guys ever the hear bloop. about the bloop? I've heard of the bloop. That was yeah. like mm-hmm. in the ocean, right? Was- yeah, they thought, well, if, so originally they thought it could have been a creature and then they did a, uh, some sort of sound study where they like figured out how big the vocal cords of that creature would be and it would have been massive, like huge, because it could be heard in several different continents. <laughs> that's I how mean, big, what, what is- that's how much they could hear. Was not just like a meteorite or something dropping into the ocean? They think that it it, it was um, uh, icebergs grinding together. Uh, yeah, eh. that was the the most current you know hypothesis. Yeah. Well, anyway, I want to listen to those sounds of hell again. How do you? Yeah. Well, I, I wish we, I could play it, but yeah, I cannot. We can't. So unfortunately, <laughs> you cannot hear the sounds of hell. I know. I ruined How your Monday. Awful. How like how awful of those lying sacks of shit. No you shit. You guys ever do the? Do you always <laughs> ever go to like the the guts, uh, haunted houses? No. Where it's supposed to? It's like one of those uh, scary. What is it? Scary haunted houses. <laughs> well, it's a haunted house, but it's like religiously affiliated. Oh. So like it's they're trying to scare the oh. hell out of you. That's what they call it. Scare oh, yeah. the hell out of you. No, yeah. I haven't, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They have one in Joplin that I used to go to, and it was a really well put together haunted house, but at the end they have like a prayer room, you know. That's so fucking tough. <laughs> Just celebrate <laughs> Halloween, you dipshits. Like that's what you want to do. Just don't make it about Jesus. <laughs> no, the, going back to the the sounds of hell thing i don't believe that or i believe that every one of those dumbass youth pastors that were showing it to us believed it themselves they were also that they heard hell they, and i think it's underneath earth they yeah they found something on the internet and they just bought it hook line and sinker Pathetic. Mm. yeah they're dumb everyone's dumb kanye 2020 <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be his, his like. God, what his I am campaign not... line is: we're dumb, everyone's dumb. Kanye twenty twenty. <laughs> if the twenty twenty election is Kanye and Zuckerberg and The Rock, don't leave out The Rock. I would vote for The Rock before either of those two. I mean, and yeah. I'm not happy about the fact that I just said that <laughs> sentence out loud. So Torrance advocates for The Rock mm-hmm. <laughs> for twenty twenty. If we're yeah, if those are the three <laughs> running mates. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't forget Stephen Colbert stone his hat in the ring. So He has? Didn't he? I hadn't heard. I don't know if he had or not, but Al Franken became a senator, so political mm-hmm. comedians can... Isn't Kid Rock running for Senate? Get the fuck out <laughs> of here. Yes, he is. <laughs> Anyways, let's not get political again. No. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's the... Uh, Ronald parallel- Reagan set a terrible precedent. That's the parallel universe theory, though. Man, I was listening to an episode of No Sleep Podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, they don't they don't sponsor us or anything. But there was one where it was a a woman talking about uh, like she started seeing 
like one day her dog would be there that she had grown up with, and the other day her parents thought she was crazy, thinking they had a dog. And anyway, she eventually found out she's in parallel universes, and every oh. time she wake up is a new world. And she discovers like thirteen of them, and the only way to keep track is she would like scar her arms for each parallel universe. So whenever she woke up, she knew which one she was in. <laughs> wow! And then she talks to she talks to the listener at the end is like this is, and she discovers that when she kills herself in one universe, that universe collapses on what? itself. So everybody dies, and she said, "You're universe three, and I don't." care for you that much <laughs> god <laughs> i want to listen to it now and you was, just ruined it i'm sorry <laughs> I mean, it's still a good listen i'll no, look it up and i'll good. give it to you that sounds I that's amazing yeah, yeah but i i mean and you know we're not the only ones to bring it up uh like there are several people who have thought like since trump got elected or since all this craziness started that we just mm-hmm. we just stepped into like we've mixed up the parallel universe is that some of us from the previous universe stayed here <laughs> and we just mm-hmm. like flew into this other universe somehow. Mm-hmm. I think that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Right. I mean, by the parallel universe theory, there's an infinite amount of universes. So yeah, anything can happen. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe somebody just stepped through that wormhole at the polar opening <laughs> and it just flew us all into this hell. Mm-hmm. God. Oh, that was fun. That was good. It was a good time, guys. Do you know which uh, uh, No Sleep episode that was? Because I would love to I'll look it up that. and I'll yeah. let you know. I have to. It's one I listened to recently. I just have to go back. They don't label theirs very well. It's just like episode. They don't. Season episode. That's all you know. We're not sponsored by them, but definitely listen to them. They're great. Yeah, they're good. Actually, uh, uh, what's his name? David Cummings. Yeah. He has a new podcast. Or he's in a new podcast uh, wh- called Deadly Manners. Yeah, I've been wanting to check that out. It's pretty good. I've there for about five episodes deep now. It's got Kristen Bell in it too. Anyways, it's interesting. Nice. It's like a murder mystery party. I love that idea. Yeah. But anyways, guys, do you have anything to add before we wrap this up? I was just gonna <laughs> I was just gonna say what what do you think is at the center of the earth? Well Candy. Given that we have never witnessed it, it could be something that we're not expecting. Yeah, I mean, there, there is evidence that there are like gaps under the earth. We've like, got caves. Like there's, there could be yeah. cave systems that exist deeper than we know, and uh, like we know in Antarctica, which they would say there's an opening to mm-hmm. the center of the center of the earth in Antarctica. Oh, and also I forgot to mention that uh, there are some locations you can Google hollow earth locations and you can see on Google Maps what appear to be massive holes into this that are supposedly into the hollow earth. But anyways. Um, oh shit, what was I saying before that? Whatever you think is at the center of the earth. We've got massive cave systems. Oh yeah, massive. Well, we know in Antarctica that there are like giant lakes underneath the ice or that that exists oh, right yeah. yeah and so we know that that happens but we don't know to the extent that that happens oh have you seen just related to that just because he said underground lakes have you seen the lakes that are below freezing uh it's almost uh like do you know what ice nine is Mm-mm. it's a kurt vonnegut thing I've, a just, drug? I've just been reading about that i just got to like the halfway point in Cat's Cradle. Oh, God, yes. So. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for you. Okay, so Ice-9 is this substance that if it's if it touches something, it freezes. Whatever it touches freezes. Basically, okay. if it's released, everything will freeze. Yeah. But there's uh, underground uh, or b- below ice, ice-, ice- glaciers, mm-hmm. 
that the water is sub-freezing temperatures, but it's still a liquid. Is it because of the pressure? I think because as soon as something disturbs it, it immediately like freezes. Whoa! And so there's videos of this. Um, if you can, I'm doing this visually, so you can't see on the podcast. But he's holding up his hand. Yeah, imagine just like all of a sudden, like something disturbs, like at the surface surface of this water. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, this ice just goes like creeps down, hits the floor spreads out and freezes every living thing that's on the ground Whoa. you can see a video of this it comes down and freezes like all the starfish everything that's on the, the ocean floor that's insane it's crazy just being disturbed at sub-zero temperatures causes it to instantly freeze which really has nothing to do with what we're talking about but it's still but fascinating yeah fascinating. just talking about uh underground uh, lakes and stuff. So yeah, there are things down there that we don't really know. We mm-hmm. have talked about the ocean before. We don't yeah. really know what's all down there. Mm-hmm. I do like the idea of uh, uh, whenever I during to the center of the earth and Jules Verne himself was just like a huge inspiration for me as a kid. Just imagination wise, uh, the idea of going down there and seeing new worlds and giant mushroom trees. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would want to find that down there or what I would speculate. Do you guys have something? I think there's just a big hamster wheel. They're <laughs> <laughs> just going round just and round. A world go around. Mm-hmm. So there's a giant hamster. <laughs> I'm okay with that, to be honest. It doesn't have to be a hamster. could be something. A gerbil? I'd rather a hamster. Thank you. Maybe there's a global lottery and just one baby born every... You know, fifty years or something is selected to be taken down there, and because the they only lived at fifty. No, just you're done at fifty. <laughs> I, I <don't> you're know. done. <laughs> Awkward. You get to re- you get to retire to the paradise of the lost ten tribes of Israel. <laughs> yeah, under under the earth, you don't mm. ever get to see the surface of the earth, but you go to this paradise when you turn fifty and you've finished spinning the world around. <laughs> <laughs> but what about Rodney's? Rodney's theory about Kane being Bigfoot. I kind of like that a little bit. It's interesting. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> Why did you talk like that? <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Just play it back for a second. Okay. It was a high-pitched voice. It was just really funny the way you were talking. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a desperate trying to keep the conversation going. Oh, that's not what it was. I was just asking. (laughs) Because it's ridiculous. I like that theory. I mean, that's an interesting story. Yeah, because he was cursed. I wouldn't call it a theory. I just call it a fun story. (laughs) It was a good time for somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is an interesting... I'm still talking thanks about... For, uh, thanks for giving some good content to this. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to keep talking about I'm sorry. it. sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I had to get back at you tit for... Tit for tat. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we like need to bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> we have a good time. I got nothing for what's in the center of the hollow earth. You guys ruined it. For I want to tell what happened today real quick. Okay. When you, 
Okay. Torrance had mopped the floor in the kitchen today, and he walked by my room, and I was, like, folding laundry or something, and he was like, so, I almost just ate my ass. <laughs> and, then, and then we, like... We just like for a full five seconds, we're just looking at each other, and we both just burst into laughter. What he meant to like, he meant to either what was it? I almost, I was in between saying I almost busted my ass, and I almost I ate, ate it. it. <laughs> he just very casually walks like to the door frame of my room, and he's like, "So I almost just ate my ass." Oh man! I just wanted to tell that typical <clears throat> Monday. Am I right? God, it's Monday. <laughs> so I guess we don't give a shit about what's in the the, <laughs> the center the of the <laughs> earth. Yeah, <laughs> who cares? Who cares? I'm done. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Pseudophiles. As always, rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always email us at podcast at pseudophiles.com. We always love to hear from you guys. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.